0: Today, we're going to talk about all the crazy Marvel announcements. Hey, everybody, welcome back to BK's Bullets. As always, I am your host, Brent Casina, and today we're going to talk about all the crazy Marvel announcements from the Disney Investor Day here at the end of 2020. This was just something... I don't know just some excitement some hype I mean we had DC fandom in the middle of the summer that was nice I really enjoyed that event I don't know about you guys but this wasn't I mean it wasn't all day I mean it was all afternoon um but to save Star Wars at the very end was uh not Star Wars we're not talking Star Wars but there's a lot of Star Wars news too if you're a Star Wars fan you're in for a treat um we might do a separate video on that later, but we're talking Marvel. There's a lot of Marvel news, stuff that I never in my wildest dreams thought they were gonna do. <clears throat> but uh, from all the stuff they announced, I mean, there. I have a list over here. I have notes on my iPad. I have comics I pulled out from my bookshelf just for props sake to talk about who's in what. This is gonna be a very, very long video. I can tell you that for sure. So buckle up and sit down probably. <laughs> um, but they, they pretty much said, like, I mean, we've seen the Phase 4 slate, which originally, Phase 4 was supposed to be 2020 and 2021, and we were going to have a ton of stuff. Some of the stuff we knew about, we talked about today, and got to see sneak previews of, because they've been shooting it, which was awesome. Uh, and then we got even more past that, not, not films per se, um, but more TV shows that were announced that I don't know if they're part of Phase 4 or if they're part of phase five, whatever it is. But it's clear that since COVID happened, it kind of shifted. Um, You know, there we had a whole gap year basically for Marvel, Uh, more than a gap year. It's going to be basically almost two gap years, a year and a half. Um, You know, that they they just kept going and kept the production train rolling because they could, you know, produce all these things and do a lot of art and a lot of writing. You can do all that stuff remotely. So they did not stop work when the pandemic hit us in March of 2020. Uh, so that is, that is some cool news, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff, but it's clear that if you're a Marvel fan and you don't have Disney plus, you're going to have Disney plus for the rest of the time that Marvel is in existence. Not only are the films going to go there streaming. So if you want to watch them, uh, after you see them, you know, when they, when they come out, they will be there. Um, I think they were doing like a six-month delay or something like that, because usually it's like three, and then another three later, you know, who knows. Um, The one thing that they didn't announce is that, I mean, a lot of people were speculating that Black Widow was going to come straight to Disney+, Plus. uh, you know, because it had been a year delay, and that is not happening. That is not happening. Surprise to many. Me, personally, I I would pay... $30, $30, which is what they wanted to charge you for Mulan. Uh, I would pay $30 for Black Widow right now. I would do it in two months also. Um, you know, they have a lot of stuff coming to theaters in 2021. And I say theaters in air quotes because to me, I don't I don't really know if you're going to have that big of a theatrical experience in 2021. Not because I believe these theaters are going out of business. Nobody has yet. I mean, AMC is still hanging on you know, by, by its fingertips. It is in deep, deep, deep debt. Regal, I think, all, of, you know, shut down. They just said, we're closing. We'll let you know when we're opening back up. Um, so I don't even know if they're going to open for Wonder Woman on Christmas Day in states that they can't open in the U.S. anyway. I'm talking U.S. I mean, the rest of the world, you're doing much better than us because you have good leadership, hopefully. Um, good to you. But the U.S., I- Honestly, I don't believe I'm going to go see a lot of these in the theaters, honestly. Maybe not at night, maybe during the middle of a week, you know, take a day off, take a morning off, go catch the first show when it's empty. I don't know. I don't know when the vaccine's going to get to my part of the town or I'm eligible, whatever. There's a whole lot of, up, you know, things up in the air. And I don't trust other people that much. We've we've already seen you can't really trust other people to be responsible at least in this country, which is sad. But that's a whole nother topic we're talking comic books here comic book media we're talking marvel let's get excited again right let's get excited come on um so first things up wandavision january 15th this thing is like a little over 30 days away and if you want to if you want to know kind of where wandavision got you know its inspiration from you can check out avengers disassembled uh yes this is the only comic i have at least in trade form uh in person that has Wanda, she's right on the cover there. But this is a Wanda story, and you can, you can go from this and you can go into House of M, although I don't think they're gonna do that much of House of M. But this story, you'll find out at the end of it, is basically where Wanda kinda loses it all. Uh, it's very Wanda-centric. I just turned to a page here. Uh, this is, you know, Doctor Strange and Wanda going at it. This is written by Brian Michael Bendis, drawn by David Finch. Uh, It's a cool little story. It's short. It's like three or four issues, very short, but the art is fantastic. Uh, So Marvel Comics hired Brian Michael Bendis to come in and do the Avengers, and he says, I don't want all these characters that at the time, at the time, nobody cared about these characters. Uh, When was this published? At the time, nobody cared about Captain America. Nobody cared about uh, Iron Man. Nobody cared about Vision. Nobody cared about Ant-Man. Uh, it was crazy. This was published in 2004. 2004. So, 2004, 2005, he disassembled the classic Avengers, which is all the Avengers you see on screen. Uh, and then he launched a series called New Avengers. And in New Avengers, we had Captain America, we had, uh, Iron Man in it, but we also had the likes of Spider-Man, Wolverine, Luke Cage, Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, who's getting her own movie from the Sony Studios, um you had the more popular characters of the roster to to boost the sales of the Avengers title and it worked it worked for a long time and that series is very good definitely check it out but new avengers is not the classic avengers that marvel had for like 50 plus years before then uh, it is not the marvels avengers we're going get, to we're getting in video games or that we're going to get here on disney plus in the films so just know that like this was the end of an era And it was after the success of New Avengers and the Marvel movies and stuff that the Avengers kind of got put back together, so to speak, with some changes every time they relaunched the series um, with the classic characters that we're now following in all of this media. So I say go to this, read New Avengers, and then I think the next thing is Hickman's Avengers, which was also very good. Very dense, very different style of storytelling from Bendis. But uh, anyway... This this story, you find out, uh, is where Wanda kinda goes nuts. And based on the trailer we had, the first look or whatever you wanna call it, we had a, you know, it kind of hinted at Wanda not knowing what was going on. And she's living through all these different ages of television, and you saw the aspect ratio change as well. There was some shots, I was watching on my TV, Uh, There was a four by three shot, so you had the black bars on the side, and then there were other shots that were like widescreen, so I had black bars on top. Um, So I'm wondering if they're going to play with the aspect ratio depending on the era they're in on this series, based on the scene, which will be very weird because you're going to go from like full frame to this to full frame, you know, half frame to that, which is very weird. In my opinion. If you're shooting a TV show, then let's use the full 16 by 9 frame you have here on your phone screen and your TV, whatever. Let's use it. It's a TV show. But I know a lot of shows like, you know, Handmaid's Tale or any of the Netflix originals, half of them want to do the widescreen effect to seem more cinematic. And I'm like, you know, freaking Avengers, which is one of the you know highest grossing movies ever made. Joss Whedon shot that in 16 by 9. I don't know. Maybe he didn't know anything else, but he did. Age of Ultron, they went widescreen, and they never looked back, but, you know, the, uh, I think the only two MCU movies to use the full 16 by 9 aspect ratio that you're seeing here, um, I think were Avengers and Ant-Man, so, and both sequels after that went, went to widescreen. I don't think we've seen a, a, you know, not a full frame, but, you know, 16 by 9 Marvel movie since, so, little thing there. So, yeah, it looks like she's going nuts, so she, she does that here, so this is kind of where that idea of Marvel, or not Marvel, but Wanda goes nuts uh, and affects the universe, it started in this book, so you can check that out in Avengers Disassembled. Definitely check that out. Uh, so the next thing they announced, or they talked about, was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This is coming out in March 2022. They also said it connects to Spider-Man 3, which is currently shooting, and Spider-Man 3 has all this stuff where... Jamie Foxx is back as Electro, you got Alfred Molina back as Dr. Octopus. There's a lot of rumors out there that we're gonna get Tobey McGuire Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man coming back, as well as maybe Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane coming into that movie. So you're going, how does that connect to um, Doctor Strange? Well, or how does Wanda connect to Doctor Strange? Well, Doctor Strange, they said, was in Spider-Man 3. Like, they've already announced that Benedict Cumberbatch is in that. And Multiverse of Madness is shooting now in London. And uh, the reason they brought Doctor Strange next is because Wanda is in, or co-starring in, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So the ongoing theory on the internet is this, is that WandaVision, I guess maybe, maybe slight potential spoilers, but it's been all over the internet for months. It's not a very good secret now, but we could be totally wrong and that would be amazing if we were because there's a lot of people that spent a lot of clicks and a lot of videos trying to spew this theory but the theory right now and i've seen a lot of it from grace randolph on beyond the trailer on that youtube channel so shout out to her um a lot of people don't like her i really do she tends to be right and you know whatever but the theory is that in wandavision she breaks the multiverse similar to how she kind of breaks the universe here um and then the multiverse kind of reacts and how can you easily do the multiverse in a Marvel film? Well, we have like three different Spider-Man actors, so we'll do it there. And since Spider-Man is also, I think, shooting now or probably pretty close, Tom Holland was doing the Uncharted movie and then the Spider-Man 3 film, back-to-back shooting those for Sony. Uh, that's where you have all these different villains coming in from different eras. So why it wouldn't, would it make sense for them to come in? And if you recall, at the end of um, Far From Home, there was a big thing with Peter and uh, J. Jonah Jameson that you might need another Spider-Man to come in and help him out with that situation. We'll just say that. Um, so that looks really cool. Or that, that idea sounds really cool. And then you would have Doctor Strange in that film kind of tie up the multiverse breaking and it coming you know, to a head in his film, So are there multiple Spider-Man in his movie? Who knows? Are we getting different versions of the Marvel heroes in the multiverse of madness? Usually, at least with DC anyway, when you're doing a multiverse story or if you follow Marvel Exiles, that's a comic book that explores the multiverse um, or the Captain Britain core, you get different versions of the same characters to see how they twist in each kind of little iteration and stuff. Um, If you've watched the Flash TV series, you know what I'm talking about as well. So. Who could you get to play another Iron Man? You're not going to get Robert Downey Jr. I think he's done. But for a long time, they were rumoring that Tom Cruise wanted to play Iron Man before they made the original Iron Man movie in 2008. Um, So could you get Tom Cruise to come in and play an alternate version of Iron Man? Sure. Who was Black Widow before they cast um, Scarlett Johansson? Well, Emily Blunt had the role of Black Widow until she had scheduling issues and had to drop out. So could you see... Emily Blunt is Black Widow in that movie. Who knows? It's an idea. It's floating out there. Um, So that's that. The next thing they talked about was Doctor... Not Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange also features Miss America Chavez. They announced that. Um, So that's cool. And she's a multiverse character. She punches through multiverses and it is in like a star shape. She's from the Young Avengers run by Kieran Gillen. And the artist is escaping me. Very good series. Very fun. Very different, very youthful. Um, next thing they talked about was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is coming in March of 2021, next year. I'm, I think this is almost done. They showed a preview. It looked fantastic. Um, this was a series that they had to finish shooting after, not after, COVID's not over, but um, they had to stop in shooting because of COVID. They were supposed to be done earlier in the year, and they announced was, like they were doing some pickups or whatever, trying to finish it out. So that's probably being finished before Christmas. And then that's coming out, uh, yes, March 2021. Florence Pugh is in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Well, it's been rumored, but almost confirmed pretty much because she's also in Hawkeye, we've been told. Um, So a lot of people thought they'd have to have Black Widow come out before Falcon and Winter Soldier just to introduce audiences to this character. But since Black Widow is kind of like a throwback movie, it's a, a tale from her past. I think it takes place between Civil War and Infinity War or Endgame. Um, you know, it, it's just it may not the characters in Falcon and Winter Soldier aren't gonna know who that character is anyway, Elena Belova. So, do you really need the um, Black Widow movie before then? I don't think so. And obviously Marvel agreed, because. They are not putting it on Disney Plus. Black Widow is coming to theaters May 7th, 2021. Will everyone have a vaccine by May? Time will tell. Uh, Will movie theaters be open by May? Time will tell. I mean, all this stuff is well and good. Honestly, I'm excited for all this. This is is a great amount of content that we're gonna get here. We're gonna have to pay for it too, but um, you know, remember, all this doesn't come your way on time. If you don't take personal responsibility and just wear a mask. That's all. Anyway, I, I, it's just, you know, all this stuff's gotten delayed a year and a year and a year or months and months and months and months because of not people like you, but other people you may know who don't believe this is real or whatever, but our lives have been put on hold for a year for no reason because it's not real. Give me a break. Um, anyway, next thing coming after that is Loki, May, 2021. Uh, This is supposed to be a crime thriller. We don't know what that means, neither does Loki. They had a trailer for this. It looked really fun. Uh, I don't know if he's hopping between worlds or hopping between timelines. There's something called the TVA in there, which I don't know of a Marvel thing called the TVA, but maybe it's like Time Variance Authority. Maybe I read that somewhere, I'm not sure. But I did see three statues on this building. And I'm wondering if this is gonna feature the Living Tribunal which is a weird cosmic character, but you know, could you pull it in here? Three statues, I saw a lot of threes in there. Three faces behind um, Gugu Mbathura, Mbathura when she was on screen. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking it's a living, the Living Tribunal. And In the comics, the Living Tribunal, some weird like head carry, he's like a floating head. He's still got a body, but no neck. So it's like you cut my head off and put a little floaty thing on there. But it's, he's got three faces and they all have different opinions or um, personalities or whatever. But it's like you make my, you take my head and then cut it and make it like a, I don't know, a triangle, a pyramid or something like that. So there's a head here, there's a head here, there's a head over here, and there's three of them. And that is the, in the comics anyway, the living tribunal. How that works in here, if it's even in there at all, who knows. But it's a wild concept. And it seems like we're getting more and more wild as we get deeper and deeper into the Marvel Universe. And I think that's cool. I think it's cool. I mean, it's, it's cool that we're getting wild stuff now, but... I was watching um, Spawn, the movie, the other day. And Spawn, the movie, is a wild movie for 1997, that's for sure. Um, so it's not unprecedented, but um, it's pretty cool. So after that, we saw a preview for the What If animated show. And honestly, when I when they announced this like, last year, I was like, oh, animation, I'm sure they're going to do some cheap kind of Rick and Morty Um, Family Guy, South Park, Flash animation, or whatever, and that is not what they're doing at all. This thing looks 3D animated, like a Pixar film kind of thing, with a more realistic bent, um, a little bit more cell shaded so it's not over-exaggerated features, but they're there. Um, But it's definitely inspired by the Marvel Universe, so it's almost as if... um, Did you ever see the movie Scanner Darkly? They filmed actors and then rotoscoped and drew on top of them. This kind of reminds me of that, but in 3D. So this is fantastic. Um, The Watcher is in here, and we're going to get a bunch of little stories. And they said, and they announced this previously too, but, you know, it's confirmed again. They got Marvel actors to do the voices, so they're coming back to reprise their roles, at least when available. So one thing I did see in here was we got um, Peggy Carter becoming, not Captain America, because she's not from America, she's British. So maybe she becomes a, a Captain Britain, or so to speak. Looks like Nick Fury goes um, some places. I do not really know what his was. Looked like he's going to Asgard. Or um, the other one I was seeing was the Guardians of the Galaxy. There was a Guardians of the Galaxy episode and it looked like uh, Yondu picked up a kid from Wakanda instead of um, Peter Quill. Now, I don't know if this is T'Challa. Obviously Chadwick Boseman has passed away So if it's his character or if they're going to make it his dad, T'Chaka, who knows? But that looked like fun because they had a, um, it was a a black character coming out of the same mask that Star-Lord wears. And I don't know if it, I mean, we don't know who it was, but it could be T'Challa or T'Chaka. But I think it's very clearly Wakanda in in that, in that little scene, that snippet there. So looks cool. Then they talked about Shang-Chi. Now you're saying, Brent, what is Shang-Chi? Well, that's how Kevin Feige pronounced it. Um, All this time, I thought it was pronounced Shang-Chi because it's spelled S-H-A-N-G-C-H-I. I I mean, we know how to spell, how to say chi here in English from, I guess the Cantonese or Mandarin word, Um, but he said Shang-Chi. So I asked my friend, Rafael Suhu, and I think he speaks a little bit of Mandarin. His family is um, from China. His mom and dad immigrated over here before he was born. And um, he was telling me that the way that Kevin Feige pronounced it had rising action in it. So maybe it's pronounced a little bit differently. But something we have to get used to. Something, you know, anything you've ever read, you know, you think it's pronounced one way. I, I mean, Iron Man Extremis. Some people called it Extremis. I think in the movie they called it Extremis. But I re- read it always as Extremis. It is what it is. You'll get used to it. You know, Raz al Ghul is sometimes a re- raish al Ghul. Or even there's a third way that I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, So that's coming July 2021. Again, in theaters. Again, my caveat. You don't get this if you don't wear a mask. Um, Then they talked about Miss Marvel. We had a little sneak peek there of a little bit of what they shot. I think they just started shooting a couple weeks ago. Same thing with Hawkeye. Um, And they talked about this character and what she means to people because this is the first um, really superhero of a Muslim you know, descent or religion that was ever featured and people really liked, you know, they tried to have some others, um, none of whom you can name off the top of your head as easily as Miss Marvel. Um, so Miss Marvel, the character, her name is Kamala Khan. You can play the Avengers video game if you want to experience her story that way. Um, I re- have read only the first six issues of her first series. Um, and it was drawn by Adrian Alphona and written by, uh, G. Willow Wilson. That's right. Uh, So, and I thought it was pretty fun, pretty good. Adrian Alfona, he did Runaways, did a great job here. A little bit of a change in art art style, a little more like Squiggly from what he did in Runaways, but um, the girl playing Miss Marvel looks really cute, looks like a fun high school coming-of-age story, and they mentioned the thing about Miss Marvel is that she's a fan of Captain Marvel, so of course... Miss Marvel, they announced, confirmed today, will show up in Captain Marvel 2, which is coming out 2022. Who knows? Um, Eternals, they talked about coming out in November 2021. Again, this was supposed to have come out already this year, if not for this pandemic, if not for people not wearing their masks and being responsible, if not for the U.S. having, you know, terrible leadership during all this and not taking anything seriously. We could have been out of this by now. We could have had Eternals. We could have seen Kumail Nanjani's Killer Abs. We could have seen Richard Madden as Icar- Icarus or Icarus. Uh, we could have seen Angelina Jolie as Thena. could have seen uh, Gemma Chan as Cersei. could have seen it already. But we're going to wait until next year. So November 21, 2021, they kicked that all the way down there. Um, Brian Tyree, oh God, what's the guy's what's his name? He's also in it. He was in Joker. In the Arkham Asylum, Brian Tyree Henry. That's his name. Very funny guy. I like him. Uh, Then Hawkeye come into Disney Plus as a series late 2021. And they finally confirmed what we all knew because we've seen the set photos. Haley Steinfeld is playing Kate Bishop. It's like, this was everybody's first choice for this role. You guys didn't announce it until today. But we saw pictures like a week ago you let her film on the street before you announce this? Like, this is just insane. Nutty, just nutty. Um, then they also finally confirmed, well, they, it was announced, I don't know if it was by Disney or whatever, but then it was kind of rescinded by the actress, but we're getting a She-Hulk series. We knew that ahead of time. Um, and we thought they had cast Tatiana Maslany until she said, oh no, that's not me. Well, now Disney's come out and said it. It is Tatiana Maslany. And if you don't know who Tatiana Maslany is, you can go watch the Perry Mason show on HBO right now. She's in that. Um, but I would recommend this is where I found her, which was the BBC America show Orphan Black. I think it's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. Um, I still don't have have not finished that show, but she's fantastic in that show. She is a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic actress. Um, so that show, the caveat is there's a bunch of clones, and she plays all of her own clones, and they all have different characters. Uh, different personalities, different looks. Uh, it's incredible what she was able to do in that show. So I'm very excited to see her get a big boost, get a big bump. She deserves it. She's an amazing, amazing actress. Big fan of hers. They also said Tim Roth is in it as Abomination. Tim Roth, Abomination? You know from the Incredible Hulk from Edward Norton days, a long, long time ago, in a almost a galaxy far, far away, a multiverse where we didn't have a pandemic? He's going to be in the show. Who else is in the show, Brent? Mark Ruffalo, the Hulk, of course. I mean, in the comics, She-Hulk gets her Hulk powers from her cousin when through a blood transfusion. So, stands to reason he's at least in the first episode, if not whatever episode they show her origin in. So, he's at least, at least in one. Um, he also hinted, since it's a lawyer show dealing with superheroes, you never know who's going to show up. Well, you know, there's been a lot of other rumors, too that uh a certain other lawyer superhero from the marvel universe may be showing up in this daredevil charlie cox maybe i don't know we could all be wrong it could just be any other superhero in the mcu that's having a legal battle um showing up in this show i think that would be fun if like you know war machine or falcon or winter soldier shows up and there's in her office and she's like what are you doing here well, I'm being sued by this guy because I was fighting and something got shot above this car and it dropped in this person's car and now they're suing me for damages. Like, you could do that every episode, almost like a story of the week thing. And I think it would be really, really fun. That's my idea. Um, They talked about Moon Knight for a little, little bit. And they said it's going to take place uh, with a lot of Egyptian iconology, which is cool. Uh, Moon Knight, if you don't know him, he's a... uh, going to be played by Oscar Isaac, actually. They didn't say it in this, which I thought was weird. But that's kind of been, like, you know, announced. But why they wouldn't say it in this, I don't know. Maybe it's not final yet. Supposedly he's in talks. Um, But he also was announced the other day to play um, Snake, Solid Snake, in the... What is it? uh, Gear... Not Gears of War. Metal Gear Solid movie. There you go. Um, So, yeah, that was kind of weird but he's a a schizophrenic person. He's either Mark Spector, and he's got like two other names, uh, and he fights for the Egyptian, I think Egyptian god Khonshu. I don't know if this is a real Egyptian god or if this was made up in the comic books, but anyway, this is the god of the moon. He's called Moon Knight. He's the knight for this god, hence the name, and um, you know, he's out there, and he wants you to see him coming when he comes to beat the ever-living crap out of you so that's why he wears white not because he wants to hide in the shadows it's because he wants you to know oh my god there's moon knight he's gonna beat the crap out of me um then they announced something that we kind of maybe thought was coming because the end teaser from spider-man far from home with sam jackson and the scrolls. secret invasion that's right we're getting a secret invasion show not a movie a show so apparently this is gonna be a nick fury show this is gonna be sam Jackson coming back, and you're going to have um, Ben, oh, I should have wrote his name down. I forgot about it. He's playing Talos the Skrull in Captain Marvel, and as well as that little bit in uh, Spider-Man Far from Home, Ben Mendelssohn, Thank you. Uh, he's coming back as well, and you're going to deal with the Skrulls infiltrating every aspect of the Marvel Universe. This is a series, an event series, that spiraled out of New Avengers from Brian Michael Bendis. This is drawn by Lionel Francis Yu. He's a Filipino artist. This is one of my favorite event books um, in a a very, very long time. I remember getting this every month. Beautiful, beautiful art. And the scrolls come, and obviously you're gonna learn what a super scroll is. And they came and they had powers. So there's like a scroll with Dr. Octopus's arm here. Here's a scroll with a shield. So he's like Captain America. Here's a Thor scroll. Here's a Dr. Strange scroll. Here's a weird Wolverine cyborg scroll, Giant Man scroll. Like you could get a whole bunch of different scrolls in here, but the cool thing about this was uh, you didn't know who the villains were, who the heroes were, because there were some heroes that were swapped for scrolls, even a long, long time ago, and you didn't know it until this, until this book, um, and that was that was a big shocker, big big shocker. So, do you think any of our Marvel heroes now are a scroll? Do you? I don't know. There was, um, remember I said Spider-Woman was in the New Avengers um, run with Bendis? She's in here. I don't know if they're going to do that in the show, but let's just say that, at least in the book, it was a big t- a moment when the rug pulled out from under you. And you found out that this character, whom you thought something of, was a scroll the entire time, at least in the last five years. It blew my mind. So, if they do that with the Marvel Universe, that's going to be awesome. Um, okay, we're getting long. Secret Invasion. We got Iron Heart. I don't have an Iron Heart book, but I have an Iron Man book. So, what is Iron Heart? Well, Iron Heart, uh, Tony Stark died in uh, the comics a few years back. And so. <sighs> I can't remember the exact reason, but there was a character, her name is Riri Williams. She's a young black woman with this big curly hair and um, she's also like a super genius. So she developed a an AI or maybe she found the AI. Anyway, it was like Tony Stark's living brain in the comics anyway. Who knows what the series is going to be? Um, but in the comics, it was Tony Stark's like personality consciousness as an AI, almost the way that Jarvis was. And um, he helped her or she you know, used him to build her own Iron Man suit. So there was a series also by Brian Michael Bendis called uh, Iron Man featuring Riri Williams as Iron Man. Then Tony Stark comes back and she gets a new suit, which is purple and black and yellow and stands out. I don't know if that's gonna be that in the show, but she called herself Ironheart because I guess she has a lot of heart. Um, So she's been in the pages of The Champions recently. I think she also had a series or two, maybe a miniseries, but you can check her out. A lot of uh, newer, fun, younger character. They also had cast that. Uh, her name is Dominique Thorne. She's going to play Riri R- R- Williams. So I think that was news. Um, that was cool. I wonder if that. They said they did like a, a worldwide casting call over Zoom for Miss Marvel. So I wonder if um, Dominique Thorne getting cast came out of that search. Uh, oh, nope. That's last. So. They also said, spinning out of Iron Man, remember, Tony Stark's dead at the end of Endgame. We're getting an Armor Wars series. So Armor Wars, this ain't it, this is Extremis, right? Um, But this series will be starring War Machine, Don Cheadle is coming back. And Armor Wars was a series, I think in the 70s or 80s, where at the time anyway, Tony Stark's technology got everywhere and um, people started using it to do the wrong things, to make weapons, To people got hurt, etc., etc. So it's kind of like the same, What kind of like what they did in the first Iron Man movie, where he goes back and reclaims his technology, uh, anything that says Stark, like the weapons and stuff, you know, because he gets ashamed that these weapons killed people. So same type of thing, except it's the Iron Man technology, not just the Stark weapons. Um, so th- I think this will be Don Cheadle's uh, War Machine, you know, Protecting Tony's legacy instead of, you know, with the Iron Man technology, you know, and you think of, at Endgame, at the end of Endgame, there was a lot, a lot of st- like, it was like nanotechnology at that point. It was crazy. We're not just talking smart, you know, strong metals and AI and power weapons and st- stuff like that. Now we're talking nano suits that hide in your sunglasses and then transform into a, a giant you know, set of armor. Think of what Spider-Man wore in, in Infinity War. That's cr- pretty crazy stuff. So that is the type of stuff you want to keep protected. Um, then we talked Guardians of the Galaxy. We're getting a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. He said that is being written and directed by James Gunn. They're going to shoot it while they're shooting Guardians 3. And it's going to come out the holiday prior to that film, which right now it's scheduled for 2023. 20, So you can assume he meant to say Christmas 2022. So that's kind of a ways away. But it's kind of funny that we're getting a holiday special here. You have the Star Wars Lego holiday special that just came out this year. Um, I know holidays are big on streaming services right now, but it's just kind of funny that this, this Star Wars holiday special from like, I don't know, 1978, 79, that George Lucas and everybody in it was ashamed of was like this living joke for, I don't know, 30, 40 years. And then now it's just gonna be a thing. Now that we've absorbed Star Wars into Disney, we made a Lego version and we're gonna do a Guardians of the Galaxy version and you know possibly who knows what other kind of Marvel versions of holiday specials you're gonna get in the years to come. But that's, that's fun, that's fun news. And that James Gunn's doing it, also good news. And everybody else that's already in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, is gonna be in it as well, it's good good promotional tour tool i think for uh, guardians 3 just in case you forgot about it um you're also getting i am groot which are baby groot shorts they didn't say vin diesel's coming back but who knows at, at this point baby groot you could like you know pitch anybody's voice to be baby groot's voice so maybe it's not vin diesel um they talked about thor 11 thunder And that is being written and directed again by Taika Waititi, who did Thor Ragnarok, which is very good. It's got Jane Foster in it with Natalie Portman back. And they finally confirmed uh, Christian Bale is the villain. And this is what I got got excited about. Christian Bale is playing Gore, the God Butcher. So not only is Thor Love and Thunder going to be a wild, wacky tale because it's a Taika Waititi film, uh, it's going to be taking not just the later part of jason aaron's thor run but it's kind of just taking all of it and just smushing it together putting it in a blender with maybe some alcohol and some lime juice or something to spice it up and that's what thor love and thunder is going to be because uh you had at least at san diego comic-con this was last year in 2019 you had natalie portman announcing she was coming back and she held up the hammer and i think they talked about a, a female thor which in the comics, go read Jason Aaron's run, there was a female Thor uh, taking place for our regular Thor when he was deemed not worthy to hold Mjolnir. Um, And that story was preceded by one of the best Thor stories I've ever read called um, The God Butcher, and there was a part two as well. Anyway, the first 11 or 12 issues by Jason Aaron and Isad Rybik, go check those out starred Gore the God Butcher. This was a new character that we met. And this was an alien who um, grew disillusioned with the idea of there being gods in the universe. And and took it upon his mission upon himself to go and exterminate all other gods in the universe. And he had done so to such an extent that his nickname was the God Butcher. And eventually he came to Earth. And it turns out Thor had met him before in the past and defeated him, and then he came back in the present, and then we saw him in the future. Um, you know, it's a great story. In the story of Gore, when you got into his origin, I'm so excited for Christian Bale to play this character. Hopefully, they have the same amount of like drama and angst and rage in this character because it was tragic when you read his story, his origin. It was so tragic. You could see that. Everything he went through drove this man, this person, this alien, to be what he became. Um, way better than what they did with Darth Vader, that's for sure. It was tragic. It was, like, Punisher level. Like, oh, if that happened to me, I would be uh, be doing the same thing. So, I'm excited for Christian Bale to play this character. Hopefully they let him do his Welsh accent. You know, he, he rocks an accent, like an American accent, for most of his films or an English accent, and you know, if you've ever seen Christian Bale do an interview for a movie he's promoting, it's kinda cool. He does the accent of his character in the film for the film he's promoting. So when he was doing Batman, he was talking in his American accent, the same way he talks in the Batman movies. If he's playing an Englishman or an Irishman or something like that, and doing that accent in the film, he does his, the same accent. Um, so you rarely ever hear him talk in his regular Welsh accent, which I think is very cool. So I hope they let him do his thing. Um, and is, you know, he's a great accent guy, obviously. But just let him do it. So I think that's something, just something cool about Christian Bale that I really like. So Thor: Love and Thunder, Gore the God Butcher, Ugh, so metal. Love that story. Go check it out. They talked about Blade, Mahershala Ali. He's still in. Uh, over a year later, uh, they're working on story concepts. They didn't name a director or anything like that, um, but it's still coming. Then they announced Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. That is a mouthful. Not just Ant-Man and the Wasp, but Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. Now, we had seen um, Jonathan Majors get cast or er, earlier in the year and all the speculation was is he Kang is he Kang well we got confirmation he's Kang Kang the Conqueror yes this is Kang the Conqueror right here with the blue face in the purple and green he is a time traveling conquest person conquistador megalomaniac crazy person um so will he be time traveling in the film maybe not maybe he's more like a quantum realm guy in the film uh, hence the name Quantum Mania. Because if you haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, you wouldn't remember, or you might remember that they, that whole movie around, you know, revolved around going into the quantum zone to get Janet out, uh, and that's where the finale of the film was. So very, very good, um, good show. Kang stories. Um, I think most people would recommend Avengers Forever. Me personally, I read, I've read that once. I didn't quite understand it because there's a lot of Avengers lore um, that you need to understand, I think, to read that book um, and and really get it. That book is written by Kurt Busiek and drawn by, beautifully, beautifully drawn by Carlos Pacheco. So you can go check that out. It's very dense, not what I would recommend. For Kang, This my first entry to Kang um, was not, it, it was Avengers Forever, but you know I think this is a little bit simpler. This is Young Avengers. Um, This is Volume 1, Sidekicks. Yep. Uh, This is also where Cassie Lang first appears. Who's Cassie Lang, Brent? Well, she's going to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. You met her in Ant-Man Number 1 and 2, and you met her all grown up in Avengers Endgame. She's been recast. Um, Oh, gosh, I should have written this girl's name down. Anyway, it's the actress who is just in Freaky with Vince Vaughn. Uh, She's playing Cassie Lang. This is her. Back here, her code name is Stature in the books. Here she is on the back, Cassie Lang Stature. It's kind of like a giant man character. Um, grows really big. Also, who's that on the back? Who's this? It's Kate Bishop, y'all. Kate Bishop. Who's this girl on the front? Kate Bishop, y'all. Patriot. We'll see. We'll see. Um, who's this guy over here? That's that's Teddy. Who is uh this guy here? That's that's Speed. Nope, that's Wiccan. Young Vision down there. Speed is also in one of these books. Gosh, where is he? I think he's in this one. Uh, Who is Wiccan and Speed, Brent? Why are you pointing these people out? Well, I'll tell you. Wiccan and Speed are the children of Wanda Maximoff and Vision. What are we getting in less than a month? WandaVision. Did we see cribs in this trailer? I think so. We definitely saw them in the last trailer. We've seen babies or baby cribs. So, one could say that if you get WandaVision and you get baby twins and they turn out to be Wanda's kids, which comes from the books, the whole reason she went crazy in Avengers Disassembled, there's some craziness with her kids about remembering them, forgetting them, whatever, we're going to get Wiccan and Speed, Wanda's kids yes, speed, like as in Pietro Maximoff, uh, Quicksilver, her brother, same powers as his uncle. Um, which one could say, are we then going to get a Young Avengers show or movie? Possibly. Possibly. It's possible you could have Teddy show up in the Secret Invasion show. Who's this guy up top? Well, that's Iron Lad. He's kind of, he's, he's this guy, but he doesn't know it yet. Um, it's kind of a weird thing. I don't think that'll happen. Maybe. Maybe it does. Who knows? But, um, you know, how do you get to Patriot from here? I, I don't know how you get to Patriot from here. That, that is, a that is a tale right there because, uh, Patriot is the grandson of the original Captain America per se. Um, so it turned out kind of a retcon later, written by Kyle Baker, the series called The Spirit. Um, not, is it. I think I don't think it's I think it's just the spirit. I've actually never read it. I need to go read it. But um, turns out that in Project Rebirth, where they were making Captain America, just like the Tuskegee experiment, stuff like that, it's kind of this horrid part of American history that we have to acknowledge that we did some terrible shit to African Americans, black people um, in our country. They did the same thing. Uh, so they tested out all these serums on um, black soldiers. Before they actually gave it to a white soldier. Because they didn't want to risk it. It's, it's fucking terrible. Like I said. Uh, anyway. It worked on one guy. And this is his grandson. He takes up the man. Uh, not a mantle. But inspired by his grandfather. His name. Or codename is Patriot. I can't remember his first name. I'm terrible at some of these characters names. But that's his second outfit. This is his first outfit. It's cool. Got a cool mask. But are we getting a Young Avengers? Maybe. We got two so far. We got Stature. We got Cassie Lang um, being aged up. We got Hawkeye coming in Hawkeye. I said Hawkeye, right? Hawkeye and Hawkeye? Yes. Well, so uh, Kate Bishop also goes by the name of Hawkeye because at this point in time when she was introduced, Hawkeye was dead. So it wasn't using the name anymore. Um, So she went by Hawkeye and then Hawkeye comes back and he's like, I'm Hawkeye. She's like, I'm Hawkeye. It's like, you're Hawkeye? I'm Hawkeye. No, they're both Hawkeye. It's confusing um then we had the news about black panther 2. so we did get a date for this july 2022 this is a ways off they're just i think they were writing it this summer before chadwick bozeman passed away from i think it's colon cancer Um, but they did announce that they are not gonna recast chadwick bozeman they're not gonna recast t'challa chadwick was t'challa even though he's only in two films, Civil War and Black Panther, and the Avengers films, I guess. But um, I feel like you could, if you really needed to. But I understand it. I also don't know how I would react to seeing another another T'Challa, a new actor in the role, simply because I really liked Black Panther, and it affected me tremendously. And I, I'm not. Um, I'm sure it affected more people more than it did me, but I really enjoyed it. I would I thought it was a, a standout piece of film, standout piece for representation and, you know, having kids now, like, you know, there are times where that, my daughter Olivia will look at a girl superhero and she's like, she's like me, daddy. And I'm sure that for little brown kids all over the world, they saw Black Panther and saw the same thing. So that, that affects people, you know, that's cool. But anyway, that is supposed to be coming July 2022. And they're going to continue the story with the existing characters they have of Shuri. Um, oh, gosh. the Not the gorilla man. What was he called? I can't remember the actor's name either. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about. The Gorilla, leader of the gorilla tribe. Um, he's in it. The mom. You know, the whole thing. They're going to continue that story from Black Panther, but without... T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman—they'll find a way to to move on. I'm certain they'll. Unfortunately, you know they'll kill him off. <sighs> anyway, the good news. So last year, I think Marv Marvel, not Marvel, Disney acquired Twentieth Century Fox. And since then, everybody's going. Okay, well, why? Well, it wasn't for this reason. It was, and we saw this today in the beginning of the investor calls for all the catalog content that 20th Century Fox had, but what they also had, and if you've been paying attention to Disney+, Plus, you've seen the other Fox films show up in Disney+, Plus now, Um, and they're starting to roll in at a different rate, you know, we've got one of one franchise and one of the other, there's a couple of X-Men films on there, not all of them, but a couple, they'll they'll all be there surely, but surely. There is one film by Tim Story on there, um, and also the one by, oh, the guy that blew up, it blew up in his face, the Fantastic Four. Yes, we're getting Fantastic Four coming to the Marvel Universe, and it's gonna be directed by John Watts. Who's John Watts, Brent? He's not a legendary director. Okay, fine. John Watts, he directed 500 Days of Summer. I've never seen that film. But if you're watching this channel, you have seen two of his other films. They're called Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and whatever Spider-Man 3 is gonna be called. He's also directing that one right now. So I think that's a great choice. He's got a good track record with Marvel characters and humor. And if you're doing the first family of the Marvel universe, yes, this is a thing book. It's not, you know, uh, Fantastic Four. This is what I have on my bookshelf. I don't have a lot of Fantastic Four comics. I don't have any on honestly. I have them on my iPad, but I'm using my iPad for notes. (laughs) It doesn't show up well on camera. But yes, Fantastic Four is coming to the Marvel Universe. So, that means we're getting the thing that could also mean, at a later date, we're going to get Silver Surfer, which could also mean, are we going to get Galactus? I don't know. We got the Celestials in Guardians of the Galaxy. We're getting the Eternals, for God's sake. Why wouldn't you bring in Galactus? So... Lots of good stuff here. Like I said, this is a whole lot. This is a 50-minute video, almost uh, probably more with the intros that I'm going to add. But uh, yeah, big moves, big moves by Marvel, DC. We're still struggling to get out three films a year, um, and th- this is what happens. I think this this just goes to show you that you need leadership if you're going to do one of these big franchise pushes, or you just need to churn out a whole lot more. I mean. DC has the CW, and that has a leadership guy in, in charge um, with uh, Greg Berlanti. Jeff Johns is also a little bit involved there, I think, still. But uh, Greg Berlanti is really the guy that's heading up the CW-verse shows. But there's no person in charge of the movies, and they're not united either. They're, they're separate entities. Um, and even this Flash movie, I don't know what's going to happen after that. It's kind of the thir- furthest thing out in the pipeline that they've announced so far. For dc that i don't know if they're gonna get ahead like they have like marvel has kevin feige and honestly keeping kevin feige on pay him as much money as he wants him and his team and there's other producers and assistant producers on these films as well but him and his team credit to them for organizing such a masterstroke in media this marvel universe that's was films 22 films i think so far and now we're moving into television and look at all the things we just discussed a lot of it was tv and it's all coming to your streaming channel disney plus so boom i think my biggest thing uh what blew my mind the most announcement secret invasion blew my mind the most what casting announcement got me excited the confirmation that christian bale was playing gore the god butcher that part was not known it was known he was in it we didn't know who he was Gore the Godbusher blew my mind. Um, what am I most looking forward to of clips that we saw coming in the short term? Falcon and Winter Soldier. Go watch that trailer again. It looks bananas. They, they said this was a movie in like six parts. And you look at that trailer and it looks like a movie. They had a whole action sequence in that trailer of Falcon in his cool new costume flying around. And it was like, oh my gosh, like... They're they're pulling out all the stops, you know. Star Wars announced a whole lot of stuff, and Mandalorian is great. I really like season two. I didn't like season one that much. Mandalorian's getting a lot better, Uh, but it looks like Marvel at least is they're not doing the stagecraft stuff that uh, Star Wars may continue to do. Who knows? But you know they're currently doing it with Mandalorian with the virtual sound stages. They're full out. This is a real TV show. This is a real movie. These are given real budgets, um, so and it and it shows it looks that way. Everything we saw today looks like you took a Marvel movie and cut it up and put it on TV. And if that's the quality they're going for, these are going to be fan fucking tastic. So, can't wait for 2021. Can't get here fast enough. Bring me the vaccine. Bring me the end of this stay-at-home, working from home nonsense. I'm used to it now. It's fine. Um, but I want to get back in the theater. I want to see my work friends again. I want to see my regular friends again. I want to see my work regular friends again. I just want to get out there. I want to experience this stuff as they want to intend it. Because obviously Disney, unless this goes on for another two years, they're not, you know, we all thought Black Widow was going to be on Disney Plus, maybe for a price, who knows. But obviously that is not happening anytime soon. Uh, they're going theatrical and Disney Plus series. So that's their strategy. It stick- seems like they're sticking to it. Unless this gets a whole lot worse, who knows. But uh, oh gosh, wear a mask. Bring me the vaccine. Let's go. I'm excited. Anyways, hope you guys are excited as much as I am. Let me know what you're looking forward to the most down below in the comments. Like, comment, share, subscribe, all that stuff. And We will see you guys next time here in The Funny Pages.